Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to purpleptsd.com and vikingsterritory.com for giving us a chance to post our podcast over there. Sure to check out great Vikings coverage over at purpleptsd.com and vikingsterritory.com. Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, welcome back to Notes from the North. It's been a little while, but uh, Sam here uh, along with Kyle. And again, we're at the spot in the offseason. Uh, I think we, we've had a few guests on recently, and I think a lot of our coverage has been uh, asking them about draft. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, we are, was it 10 days away right now? It's Monday morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, 10 or 11. 10 or 11 um, days away. Because it'll be uh, Thursday the 27th. So here we are. Yeah, the 17th today. So there you go. Add 10. Yeah. So yeah. 10 days. Yeah. 10 days away. Uh, and again, we, we, we're going to be mindful today about uh, how much we talk about the draft. Again, we, Kyle and I are going to stay yeah. in our lane and just uh, talk about the things that we know. Uh, we, we won't be doing a full mock draft or anything, picking all, all seven rounds because uh, we just don't have the expertise to do that. Uh, but mm-hmm. We are going to talk a little bit about the draft because it's upcoming, but maybe first, Cal, again, for those who maybe are out of the loop, like myself, uh, any Vikings news that's happened maybe since we last talked? Sure. Yeah, so there definitely has been Vikings news. Um, we'll start maybe more broadly, more generally. As of today, April 17th, every NFL team can begin their kind of off-season program, right? And so we're just in phase one of that. This is voluntary. Um, uh, Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Dofermensa met with the, uh, the media. They had a press conference last week. And uh, O'Connell spoke about this a little bit. Basically just, you know, reiterate this is voluntary. He expects a good turnout. There was a very good turnout last year. You know, of course, it was very easy to be optimistic about a new coaching staff and everything like that last year. But as far as I can tell, the optimism still is present, especially following uh, Minnesota's excellent grades in that NFLPA survey. So um, the point being simply that uh, you can get the players into the building. You know, you can do uh, workouts, and I assume there's instruction about uh, nutrition, how to take care of your body, you know, how to lift. You know, all the, not that these guys don't learn to lift, but, like, specifically, what do we want to do, what do we want to accomplish uh, kind of as the offseason kind of unfolds for us, right? And so, uh, but that's a... NFL-wide thing as of April 17th, which is today. And then more specifically to the Vikings, uh, you know, I mentioned the press conference. Uh, It was an interesting presser, you know, especially you get both of them, the main decision makers, you know, apart from the Wilfs, but you have the general manager and the head coach there. And, um, you know, a lot of the talk has been about Dalvin Cook and what was kind of said and not said and, and, you know, some fairly direct questions about whether, you know, Cook will be on the roster and uh, Adolfo Mensa, you know, kind of not being elusive necessarily, but certainly non-committal, you know, and and, and saying basically, you know, reiterating that they're going to work within their constraints and they're going to look for solutions. And then a follow-up question, if I'm not mistaken, was asked um, if you knew for sure that Dalvin Cook would be on this team, you know, would you have signed Alexander Madison to that contract? And, you know, there's like a two second kind of two, three second pause, start and stop. Doesn't really seem sure how to answer that question initially. Um, 
and then talks about how, yeah, you know, in theory, they could be complementary backs. You know, if I'm not mistaken, he actually says in theory, you know, they could be complementary back. And so, like, to me, the answer was quite telling, right? And and then I believe Jeremy Fowler from ESPN has followed it up with um, a report basically saying that, you know, all options are on the table for the Vikings and Alvin Cook. They could cut him, they could trade him. Uh, to me, a tra- uh, cut seems very, very unlikely. Um, why well, wouldn't have, you know, if, if if the plan was to cut, then, you know, maybe they would have done it by now kind of thing. It's it's possible that something happens in the NFL draft. It's also possible that after the draft takes place, um, a trade could occur, and that would be for you know future draft capital rather than perhaps teams that want to give away a pick in this draft, and and you know so be it if that's the case. But uh, interesting with Dalvin Cook, um, doesn't seem like there's a Zedaria Smith uh, resolution either. A trade seems likely, just given that he is specifically asked to go elsewhere. Um, Lewisine to be trending well a lot of the players apparently have, have stuck around minnesota to train the facility uh overall just seems to be uh quite positive oh one last thing that might be of interest to people is they were asked about you know drafting a qb right because of course cousins on that final year of his deal hasn't been extended and uh they both basically acknowledge that yeah in an ideal world you have that young guy kind of training behind kirk Right, but I mean, they they acknowledge that that is a great spot to be. You you are training your successor at quarterback. It is the most important position they claim, and of course, they're exactly right. Um, but they kind of said we're not going to force it. You know, it has to be the right quarterback. We're not going to just going to have you know Sam in there just so we have some. You know, it's, if if we believe Sam is the guy, that frig, okay, so be it. Sam is the guy. But that that's you know that's going to be basically. Um, all contingent on you know, kind of what's available to the who's available to them rather in the draft, and whether or not they believe that QB prospect can be you know as early as twenty twenty four, maybe may, maybe the the starter. So anyhow, it's a very kind of sprawling, um, interesting presser that talked about the draft to free agency signings to, um voluntary workouts, you know, to all kinds of stuff, trades potentially with some of their star players. So it was, it was a good kind of interesting press conference. Yeah. It, it's interesting, right? Cause again, like something like the Dalvin cook news, it's not like there's not necessarily anything new that comes out of it, but it is interesting right. to see, like you said, to see the reaction and exactly. to like pay attention to that. And I think often it's probably the safest for uh, particularly the GM, but also the coach to be relatively uh, non-committal to, to many kind of future decisions uh but yep. interesting interesting to to hear uh again it would it would be nice on guys like cook and, and zadari smith to feel like you have some kind of resolution like i i personally just find and again it doesn't really matter what what uh us or or fans experience uh, in a sense but it, it is nice to like have a little bit of a sense of the direction and yeah have the pieces clear but Again, that really doesn't matter for them. Um, the quarterback piece is interesting. And I know uh, that, like, in a sense, you're likely, unless you're going to make a big move and trade up, you're looking at drafting someone later. And it, I know from just yep. where it seems like mocks are, are happening, doesn't seem like necessarily a guy that's like, okay, you know what? You'd be a good late first kind of target. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like either you, you take someone early or you're looking later in the draft. And I understand that's 
more likely to look at someone later in the draft. Typically, not always, but typically that would kind of assume that this is a project that needs probably more than a year to be behind someone. And so it's kind of interesting just to think about that timeline and figure out, okay, what does this look like for the Vikings? Uh, yep. And is there a guy there that they say, you know what, we feel like if it is Kirk's last season in Minnesota, this is a guy that we could realistically see stepping in in 2024. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, um, a sneaky name to remember for anyone who's listening and for Sam and I is Jaron Hall, who's from BYU. They met with him a fair bit, apparently, at the Combine in the Senior Bowl, and he's kind of projected as like a mid-round guy. Um, so kind of keep him in mind, not to say that anything's definite or anything like that. Um, Jaron Hall, because I mean, there's been all kinds of stuff about Richardson and Levis and Hucker and, um, you know, others as well, but just we'll see here. We'll see. And, and, and you kind of wonder, yeah, we won't belabor the point too much, but you just kind of wonder, you know, with what San Francisco did with Brock Purdy, you know, did that cause other kind of coaches and GMs to kind of take note and say, look, look what they're doing, you know, with this late round QB. And I know like Kyle Shanahan is this like unbelievable play caller, an unbelievable offensive coordinator. He's the head coach, obviously, but um, not everyone can do what Kyle Shanahan can do. And not everyone has a, a roster as loaded as San Francisco's. Um, but that was a rookie late round guy and, and what he did, right? And then Anyhow, so it just, it just is kind of fascinating to see, um, and we can maybe get into that a little more later on, about why a QB, even a mid-round guy, might make sense as early as 2024. But we'll talk about that maybe a little later. Not not in this pod, but at some point here soon. Yeah, yeah. And it, may, it might even become more relevant after the draft if we... That's right. Yeah. What's happened. But I, I did hear you got a little bit of a insider uh, scoop there. Uh, no, definitely not. No, I, mean, I heard you stake the career on it. Um, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. You know, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm the the go to guy now. Yeah. Well, if hey, if you get this right, we can uh, we can point back to this. But um, hey, absolutely, celebrate your victories because you get a exactly. lot of losses. So if if not, you you preface it well. Um, but <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Let's uh, let let's move over. And again, I, I said yeah. initially that we were not going to do a massive mock draft, but I, I think it is. And I think from a listener perspective, you, you probably don't want to hear us talk about all seven rounds anyways, but we are kind of interested to even just go through this PFF simulator and just see, hey, you know what, with where the Vikings are picking, what are some of the options that come up and see, yeah. you know what, what are the trade options? What are the players that get selected or, or would be, available at least in this randomization of of the draft and then figuring out you know what if you see these three guys here what what are you thinking and and part of why we're doing this is just because we need to redeem ourselves from last year where kyle had this whole plan we were going to trade uh make a make a trade uh, and we ended up pressing the wrong button and oh, it kind of right. threw off the whole, the whole was... draft strategy yeah yeah so, that was that went poorly Kyle has yeah. been waiting all year just to redeem himself. Uh, yeah, man, I keep me up at night. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle had forgotten about it until I reminded him today. Um, I buried it deep so I didn't have to relive the pain. But but maybe just preface Kyle a little bit. Maybe how, how many rounds you're you're thinking and, and what we're gonna yeah. do here. We're, again, we're not gonna go. We're gonna spend just 
just a few minutes in this, but um, yeah, let's just preface a little bit about what you're thinking in terms of uh, what makes sense here. Sure. So we'll just do, we'll keep it to two rounds, right? Because then we're talking about players who a lot of folks will be familiar with by now. Um, and maybe we'll just run through maybe the first two, Sam, we won't even make picks. We'll just go in, we'll get to number 23 and we'll see if there are offers and what those offers are. Right. And, and, and would this be something potentially that the Vikings are interested in assuming that they'd like to trade down as a recap there, Vikings only have five picks, two of which are in the top 100, number 23, number 87. Otherwise you got 119, 158 and 211. Okay, so a decent chance that the Vikings would like to make more than five selections and a decent chance that the way you do so, one of the main ways you do so is by trading down with that number 23 pick. Okay, so let's let's start. Well, maybe adjust that you can go on your PFF simulator and you can adjust, you know, various things, one of which being, you know, adjusting for randomness. And so right now we'll just say it's a little less random and let's see then what kind of, the PFF mock gives us uh, for pick number 23. So we'll enter the drafts. We will get things started. It's moving at turbo speed. Okay, so we're down at pick number 23, Sam. We've got Kalija Kansi. We've got Brian Branch. Uh, Brian Bressy. I'm not sure if I pronounced that young man's name correctly, so I apologize, I apologize to him if I butchered it. Uh, Jordan Addison is there. Emmanuel Forbes. So we're talking about a corner, a wide receiver, a kind of a penetrating uh, de-tackle. Hybrid safety and Kansi, of course, is a pass rushing DT. Uh, three trades are on the board. Okay. So all of which are kind of um, second round or beyond. So you get Steelers at 32. Keep in mind, there's only 31 picks in the first round because the Dolphins lost their first overall pick. So the 32nd pick is actually now a second round pick, even though almost every year 32 picks are round picks. So keep that in mind. You got the Rams at 36. I've kind of said previously that the Rams at 36 are a team to watch because they're going into the event with 11 overall selections. They don't have a first-round pick, and they have a lot of needs. And so in, if they're in love with somebody at 23, keep in mind, keep the Rams in the back of your mind because it's a high second-round selection, and they've got all kinds of draft capital right through through the remainder of the draft. right? And, of course, you get that connection of Kevin O'Connell and, and Wes Phillips. Um Point being simply that uh, Steelers at 32, Rams at 36, Buccaneers at 50. So you get three potential options here going back into the second round. Do you want to try one of these, Sam, and see if we can make a deal? Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, again, I think the players that were available there, uh, some great players, decent names. Uh, yep. I think, especially uh, interior defensive. Uh, yeah. I know that's a, that I think would be a nice position to, to target, but. Uh, for I think for the sake of even guessing at what feels more likely to happen, I think a trade makes sense. So and and it's more I fun to do it anyway. So, so oh yeah, let's, let's yeah. do it. Let's see what we can get. Let's say the Rams just because I've I kind think, of them in the past. Yeah, Is that okay? I think that makes sense. So then we're gonna say the Rams. Uh, they're gonna give us pick number thirty six, uh, number sixty nine. Okay, there. And then, okay, what what do you think, Sam? Do you want to try thirty six, sixty nine, and one sixty seven? I think that so right now that's got a seventy-eight percent chance. Is that what it's saying yep, right there? With one sixty-seven, it's an eighty percent chance according to this. We could add even more according to the PFF simulator. I've always been we like, could add it. I've always th thought that if it's above fifty percent, you got to add add something onto it. So uh, okay, so let's 
So 36, 69, 167, 189. And let's try a future fourth. And that brings us, those are five picks in exchange for number 23. That's a 50% shot, according to this. They turn it down. Okay. Fair enough. Little little anticlimactic. Future fifth. Boom. Boom. So according to, I mean, I, I don't actually know if this is realistic, guys. But I mean, they've given us, we've given the Rams pick number 23, and we've gotten five picks, five track picks in return. Right, 36, 69, 167, 189, all in this draft, and then a 2024 fifth. So that's interesting, right? I, I don't actually think that's realistic, frankly. But no, no, but and LA again, I don't even know. Like, I guess in some ways you're happy with that. And I think that it feels like a, a Vikings move. Again, this definitely pushes us over our over prediction for how many picks uh they have. Oh my gosh. Draft. Yeah. But thinking about what they did last year right you trade back and then you actually trade up with the picks that you've collected and in a sense exactly. you've got that option still but uh again initially when we did this um we are like when we started out here we only had one pick and if we're looking at the top two rounds but now exactly now we got two that's yeah that well uh, yeah two oh, rounds. now you get now you get two potential well 69 might actually be a third round no, sorry you're right you're right, right. um no my math yeah, yeah. but now, now you've gone from two top 100 picks to now three top 100 picks and of course you get more late round capital and as sam was saying if you want to get aggressive from 36 through to 87 and hop up some spots to maybe you know grab whomever then you know you can do that right so that's kind of Part of the appeal, right, is you kind of have more ammunition to move up the board. Okay, so let's go back. We're on pick number 23, the Vikings. Let's increase the randomness. We're going to hop back in. You give it that same. We're going to start the draft. We're burning through. Again, we're great players there. Miles Murphy really stands out. Um, Robinson, talented running back. He's still there. Zay Flowers is there. Forbes, uh, zero trades in the pool. Womp womp. Okay. So forget that then. Let's go to our last one. Do you want to try increasing the randomness to like kind of max randomness or do you want oh, to yeah, try just, that again? Just push it like all the way to the all max. The way. All right. Max randomness. We're at the Vikings at 23. This is a two round mock PFF simulator. Enter in the draft. We're going at light speed here. Picture like the Millennium Falcon. Checking for trades. Okay, we got two. And at pick number 23, Jalen Carter is here. Will Levis is here. Devon Witherspoon is here. Quentin Johnson. Okay, so the randomness has occurred. You've got, you know, elite level prospects have fallen to 23. Somehow, with Carter and Levis and Witherspoon on the board, there's only two teams interested in trading up, which if those three are there at 23, I would assume a lot of people are calling Quesito Fumensa. But, you know, what do I know? Apparently not much. The Eagles at pick number 30, so that's late first round. And then the Falcons pick number 24. Which one do you want to try here, Sam? Eagles at 30 or Falcons at 44? Yeah, again, this is this feels like by far the most unrealistic in terms of the players available there. Um, but considering oh the randomness of it. Can you imagine? I, I'd like to, st- I think you'd like to stay in the first round. I think you'd, yeah. you'd choose the Eagles here. I, I think so too. Let's see if we can. So number 30 here in exchange for 23, of course, is a horrible trade for the Vikings. So let's add on some draft capital. Uh, if we just go 30 and 62 in exchange for 23, yeah, again, PFF says that's not a great chance. 
37% chance, but I, I think, you know what, the let's go for it. Let's try it. Let's try it. So we're going to offer that trade, and they accepted it against um, all odds, Sam. So we're, we're down at 30, and we got 62. So we actually got a pick now, and so, somehow, Jalen Carter, both leaders and fun Witherspoon are still there. The randomness has happened. We Again, mysteriously, we have zero trade offers. So who are we picking here, Sam, at, at pick number 30? Um, I'm saying Witherspoon, just because you have the chance to get an elite, elite corner prospect. But, I mean, you could talk me out of it. Should we pick I, Carter or Levis? Or what I, do you think? I, th- I think you could argue all three of those guys are would be like have significant value for different reasons. And, again, I know they've got uh, different issues. But, like, I know, again... You, you could you could make an argument for every single one of them. I personally, I I like the quarterback idea, and and I'd like all right. But uh, well, okay. man, Boom. again, if this happens, plan okay. the parade. Um, yeah, not actually. <laughs> That's right. So again, but here's the crazy thing. Okay, so Sam just had the slightest hint of liking the quarterback. I went with that. We zip right down to sixty-two in the blink of an eye. Joey Porter Jr who is widely considered an excellent, excellent corner prospect, is there at 62, which to me feels like an impossibility. But Right, his uh, average uh, draft uh, position right now is at 18.7. So that's right. again, like that's this right. is, we, we are yeah. max random. This is, oh, yeah. uh, we're, we're having some fun here. But, uh, and actually, is Robinson still available there too? Yeah, yeah, Robinson, the running back. Again, Robinson. I, th- I think corner is the... A more position you, but if if you get Rob Robinson at sixty two, oh, you're thrilled! Like you're thrilled! <laughs> like just you know, you, but I mean, Quentin Johnston is there, Elijah Cansey is there, uh, Brian Bressy, Miles Murphy. I mean, just you're talking about you know really highly highly regarded prospects. I mean, you talk about randomness, and this is this is not meant to be an indictment necessarily on PFF. We have intentionally pushed things to uh, maximum randomness, and and this is where we are. Uh, let's just snag Porter, right? Let's just let's just be very happy with a long, strong corner who can press. And we look at this and say we're probably going to be very happy with our draft, <laughs> considering that we traded down from twenty three to go to thirty and sixty two, and we got Will Levis and Joey Porter Jr. an A plus grade from PFF. I think there is less than a tiny chance of this ever occurring, uh, beyond small chance, I would say. Yeah, right. We got we got the on their PFF big board. We've got the fourth ranked prospect and the eighteenth uh, prospect at at picks uh, thirty and sixty two. So again, uh, yeah. that uh, very unlikely, but yes, the most fun and uh, yeah, the the best outcome for the Vikings. So <laughs> yeah, there uh, you go. That's right. Anyways, we That's right. we've redeemed ourselves. Uh, this is we've we've put this out, and it's it's. Uh, Oh man, that that would be that would be something. But again, don't worry. We know this isn't going to happen. But it's fun fun to dream for a second. Um, so anyway, let's let's wrap up with the the mock draft again. We're hoping to maybe uh, get something more, someone more qualified uh, than ourselves to to come on certainly before uh, the draft in in ten days. Uh, but maybe let's wrap up Vikings talk here uh, and football talk. And so again, those who aren't interested in hockey, um, you can stick around because it's only going to be a couple minutes. But uh, tonight is the start mm-hmm. of the Stanley Cup Finals. 
And so typically as Kyle and I do, we talk and we try to predict uh, who's coming out of the Eastern conference, who's going to the Western conference and who's going to win the the whole thing, the, the Stanley cup. And so just again, to keep the, the Minnesota perspective, uh, Minnesota goes against Dallas, which is a great matchup for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, yep. Again, there's a real historical element there and, uh, you've got even uh, former players. You got Orion uh, Sutter, who is on uh, Dallas now, who was on Minnesota. Um, you got Minnesota natives. Uh, anyways, I, I think that Dallas is a really good team. I, I think Minnesota is going to be in tough to win, but I think it's going to be a fantastic series. Um, so, maybe Kyle, who uh, who do you have coming out of the West? Yeah, I mean, we'll start with me because I actually will make a prediction that's unpredictable. And so we'll start with me. And uh, let's say, so out of the West, Sam, is kind of an interesting um, set of teams. The Avalanche, you would have felt really good about a while ago, but I'm not sure if I feel quite as good about them right now. I'm going to say the Oilers, which is probably a pretty trendy pick these days. Not exactly controversial. Um you know, they've got the two best players in the world on their team. You know what I mean? After all that talk last year about Matthews maybe being in that conversation, he's just nowhere as close to McDavid. Like, McDavid is just so un... Like, he's just like a cyborg in skates. You know what I mean? Like, he's just on another level. And the crazy thing is, like, Matthews is the goal scorer. Frank, McDavid can score better than him. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and that's not even his main thing. So, I, I, I don't know. Um, fantastic fantastic player and and really a team that's after that uh who was the um Ekholm, right i was gonna say ekblad but i knew that was wrong was Ekholm the defenseman they added Ekholm, yeah Ekblad's on oh my gosh what, what an ad for those guys right yeah he's worked out better than i think even a lot of people would have predicted which is always great oh yeah when, when yeah, that happens. i mean and, fantastic yeah. well kyle had to throw a little bit of leaf shade in while he's talking about another team i had to I had um to. uh I had to of course mcdavid is again the difference between number one and number two is uh is insane. an ocean an he ocean is, yeah he is uh he is incredible i i was leaning towards the oilers too but i do have a little bit of concern around uh defense and uh, again I'll, I'll do this this is the benefit of picking second where you're like you know what i would have picked the oilers so like if they make it it's like yeah, that was my yeah, team. Yeah. but since kyle picked it i can't pick the same team uh right and so I, i'm actually going to pick dallas to, to really I think that they, okay. they made some solid additions in Ottinger, I think is a fantastic goalie. Uh, realistically, I think Hellebuck again is a, is a great goalie on Winnipeg, although I don't think they're great. And so outside of Hellebuck, I think he's probably the best goalie in the West. Uh, and they've got, they've got again, a lot of really good pieces there still. So I want to pick Dallas for okay. from the West. Uh, okay. How about the East? The East, this is where it's going to be a controversial. Because everyone's going to say the Bruins. Sam's going to say the Leafs. I'm instead going to say the Devils. I'm saying the young guns. Just power yeah. them all the way through. You know, they ride that kind of good feeling, that optimism. Um, I, maybe this is misguided. But almost, you know, that you know Carolina Hurricanes energy from a few years back. Just the sense of, like, the young upstart team. They're really fun. Um, give me the Devils versus the Oilers in the Stanley Cup Finals. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. I again, yeah, Bruins are trendy pick, although it feels in some yeah. ways that because they're so trendy, it's almost like you can't pick them. They're uh, a juggernaut because you just expect yeah. that 
often teams like this don't win. And this is, again, part of what happens in the playoffs is that, uh, again, it's, it's a real testament and a, a challenge, but also realizing that not always the best teams win. Uh, the Bruins have been a fantastic season or a fantastic team this season, potentially actually in the conversation, I think, for uh, best team ever. Uh, like they've set records this yep. year again. It's a different era, different point system. But uh, as Kyle prefaced, I I can't. It's the least year. It's it's gonna happen um, <laughs> again. I have uh, zero zero doubts. Uh, all right, I, zero to, doubts. To to be all wow. like to be serious again. It to go from not winning a round to winning the whole thing uh, is, or at least I guess I'm predicting. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm gonna say I'll predict for them to win the cup again. To go from not yep. winning a round to winning four rounds is significant, but you can see Extremely. the path there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could see. I mean, I'm a Red Wings fan, as uh, Sam knows, and I've said over the past few years that the Red Wings will win a playoff series before the Leafs win a playoff series. And that's kind of been my bold prediction to Sam, which of course he hates every Leafs fan will hate. Uh, but I'm actually sticking with that. I mean, the Leafs are in the playoffs year after year after year. Red Wings are nowhere close to the playoffs, right? Like it, it would it would be a, a, a quite surprising if they made the, if they snuck in as the eight seed next year. Um, but I'm sticking with it. The Wings win a series before the Leafs win a series. And here we are we're recording it. It's going to look stupid as early as a week and a half from now or something like that. Right. But we'll see that that's, that's what I'm going with. It does feel like, yeah, it again, I, I, uh, I definitely don't have as much confidence as I maybe project to have. Uh, but that, that feels um, wrong. I'll just say that. Uh, the, <laughs> Outlandish the, even. It, yeah. The, the, and I don't know if you've seen the stat, but do you know who has the record now for the most consecutive playoff appearances? Um, yeah, because the Pens, they, that snapped. And so I, I assume you're bringing it around to the Leafs. It's always about the Leafs. You made it about the Leafs when you're talking about the Edmonton Oilers. But Leafs, Leafs in Boston are now have the street for the most consecutive playoffs. Um, although that Washington? 2020 year is strange. So it's, I don't like that's kind of a weird year. Washington, Boston, Boston. Columbus, Montreal, Tampa, Tampa. Am I right? So we'll we'll see. They've lost those seven teams all in the first round of these past seven years. They got Tampa again this year. Um, we'll see. Yeah, it the, that Montreal series still is just the the pick, and then yeah, um, it's just that that one that one hurts. But if they win this year, it redeems everything. So. Uh, Anyways, we'll wrap up there. Uh, again, I know we've been a little bit off on posting schedule. It's the mm-hmm. summer. We're especially as news starts to slow down. We'll try to regularly put stuff out on Monday. But right now, we're just we're trying to get stuff out as quickly as possible, especially when we have guests. So again, we're coming here Monday. We hope to have another episode before next Friday uh, or next Thursday, I should say, and then yep, we'll yeah. be here to to recap the the draft. But thanks everyone for listening sure to keep checking back um, and go, at least go take care, everyone. <laughs>